questions are these. How are producers like you, who did not get hand-selected as a new all-star on an established record label, able to get music into the hands of true fans while taking your career to the next level? How are we able to take our tracks and projects we believe in out into the world for pay and still stay true to our creative vision? These are the questions and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Kay Brown and this is You're With The DJ, co-hosted by Nikki Berry. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of You're With The DJ. Today we are back with Travis of Crystal Lotus Studios for another round of insight. We are super excited to share this interview with you. So, I mean, going off that kind of too, what you do, I mean, a lot of creatives struggle with that. I'm an artist too. How, what kind of advice would you give to people who are up and coming who want to turn this into a career on, you know, how to get a paycheck? Because a lot of people want creatives to do stuff for free. <laughs> I feel like that's such a huge barrier. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Work your ass off every single day. You have to work so hard. And I, I'm not saying like, you know, a six hour session. I'm saying like 12 hour days every day on you have to be passionate about wanting to be a designer yeah. or, or a creative artist in any format. If you're a tattoo artist, if you're a guitarist, if you're a DJ, if you're somebody who draws anime, mm. d just an artist in general, you have to be passionate about it. You have to supply like a good passion, but also a good intent as well. You know, you have, you have to want to teach people or learn yourself. Um, and, and you have to supply high quality stuff. Like mm -hmm. the, the bar is set really high now. Yeah. And, and the only way you're going to get there is if you learn the fundamentals, how to draw a perfect square, a perfect circle, a perfect triangle, how to dissect a room into the rule of thirds by using those like basic shapes to then eventually form a beautiful painting. A lot of people that know how to draw, they know how to draw like really, really good eyeballs. Like they spent like three years drawing yes. eyeballs, but they <laughs> that didn't brings really me think so about, much PTSD. <laughs> but like, how do you draw a face? <laughs> you know, like learn how big is the eyeball in comparison to the face. Yeah. And that is what I mean by fundamentals. Right. It's like practice your fundamentals because they will drive you so far in your career that you could be making basic things like a, a logo or t-shirt is so like heavily driven on those fundamentals yeah. that you don't need to be able to draw like Picasso to be successful as an artist. You just need to, to know how to, to create a format that you're able to do it in a timely manner yeah. because time is money. Yeah. And when people come to you to make a logo or to make a t-shirt design or something along this, like, you know, something that you can make money from in this e-commerce world that we live in, you need to be able to streamline that process because if you want to be a creative for a living it's not just like drawing a, a cool painting once a year yeah. it's like once a, every day you wake up you need to be creative and that's it can get exhausting so you need to know how to refill those wells and and that can be very uh challenging as well yeah because a client i mean there's so many people out there they'll just go find somebody else to do it 100 <laughs> yeah. percent, especially with the sweatshop web mm. websites like fiverr it's, you know, they, they could go pay somebody in another country to do this exact same amount of work for $5. But that's where it comes back to my original point of communication. You're going to send them that brief. You're going to get something back that looks like duct taped together. And just like the 17 of the logos that they showed in their portfolio, that's like, okay looking, but you pay $10 for it. Yeah. You know, it, it's just, it, there's a disconnect. Yeah. Because you don't a have a relationship disconnect. with that person. 
Right. So I guess to bridge that gap, I know it's kind of shitty just to say work harder, but I think that you know in your soul that you can work harder mm. and you know how you can do that. Um, so taking a course, buying a book, um, reading that book thoroughly, putting it into practice, you'd be surprised what one singular drawing book will do for you in your, your career. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I so mean, cool. it's so a lot I'm, in a nutshell. <laughs> for our listeners that can't like, <laughs> um, for our listeners that can't exactly see your setup, can you tell us about the recent expansions that you've made? Um, yeah. So to me, um, in photography, uh, photography would be nothing without lighting. And for a long time, even though I, I've been an environmental photographer, because when you take your camera, um, into these venues, you don't know what you're going to get. Mm. Like I don't have very much control at all until I got in connection with lighting, um, production managers and, and the people who are running the stages. I don't know what I'm getting myself into on, on, on any given weekend. And, and that's what drove me to want to start doing studio work where I could have full control and truly show the potential of what these camera sensors can do. Mm. They can be so crispy. You can use so much color. You can bring out so many good qualities in people's eyes and like, just like, it's insane. It's insane. So my most recent update, I bought LED lights that are RGB. And that has been so much fun for me because before I was using a beauty light and a black paper backdrop to do all my artist headshots. Mm. Now I'm able to implement color. And mm -hmm. depending on the genre they're doing, for instance, techno, they, they look at dark, dark, dark. So like I'll hit it with a hint of red on the edge of their face. Or if it's like something that's a little more colorful, I get to use like blues and pinks to mm -hmm. highlight the edge of their face and then like beautify them with a different color. And like it's just so much fun. Um, so light has been something I've done massive upgrades to. Um, I bought a mixer this year. I bought the XDJ. Um, it's like a pioneer mixer that essentially, if you don't have CDJs or can't afford like the, what is it, eight to $10,000 it is to buy in, mm -hmm. you can buy a $1,200 controller that's like having two CDJs and a controller and the screen in one. So that's a badass upgrade. Um, I bought new JBL 308 speakers for my production. So when I'm messing yeah. around in Fruity Loops or Ableton, I now get to monitor my stuff mm. for what it's supposed to actually sound like. So I really appreciate that. And I got a little MIDI keyboard, but it's little. I need a bigger one. <laughs> <laughs> so lots of changes over this past year, but that only came from not doing creative work. And that's something that some creatives, including my little brother, aren't willing to accept that they just want to be the next big thing they want to be a star they you know they want to sing they want to make that their their career but what they don't see is that the most successful people i know in the music industry have other jobs mm -hmm. they work for an airline and they literally are just customer service or for me i'm a bartender server i spend you know 40 50 hour weeks um you know putting in overtime sometimes to to make all the extra cash, not only to pay my bills, but then I can start saving away a little nest of money to make all these upgrades. And those are the things that people don't really ever get to see. So I think that's also, if you want to grow, it's, it's making that first initial six months to a year of just like not doing your creative field or doing it on the side as a side gig. Um, and, and making sure that you have all the necessary tools you need to create. 
Um, you want to be a producer? Maybe you should get a drum machine or you should buy your software so it doesn't bug out and you get all the fresh updates. And maybe you like Serum, so you should you know, make your monthly payments on Serum until it's paid off. And, and as you have a little bit of money and funding to put behind your art, that's where you start to see massive upgrades in your quality. It's like you immediately went from having some crappy rock band microphone that you know plugs into an Xbox to having a, an actual XLR, you know, uh, phantom powered microphone. And you just went from hearing, you know, only the highs and weird bases in your voice to hearing the full complexities and ambience that your voice can produce into these, these microphones. So it's like, I think that it's so essential to invest, invest, invest until you think that you're at a place that like you're comfortable to just spend two months even maybe take a break from that job, you know, take your vacation time or however you stacked it up and dedicate a week to just producing one song, like yeah. and finishing the song A to Z. Cause you're not a producer unless you're actually producing something. And I, I, I see too many people making loops, you know, they'll, they'll go and they'll make four, four bar loops and like, it'll sound dope. Like I'm totally into it. I'm not knocking that at all. But did you produce a full three minute track or a full seven minute techno track? No, you just created the loop. You need to create the structure, the fundamentals, mm -hmm. which is, you know, every 16 to 32 bars, you have a change in your track. Um, intro body conclusion. It sucks you in. It brings you into the drop. There's a resolution. There's a break. There's a build up again. There's another drop. And then you're out into the next track. If you're a DJ, then you kind of you make those extra 16 bars at the beginning and end of your track so that you can put them together like a film strip and produce a movie, you know, with sound. Man, I'm going on rants. I'm sorry. <laughs> No, that's good. I feel like, I, like I just get lost in the sauce. <laughs> With all the new equipment you have, you've been live streaming, right? How's mm -hmm. that been going? Um, I learned so much about live streaming and it wasn't even just with the, I've been trying to do this over the past couple years, but it, I, I just have to fully announce right now and credit my friend, David Pierce Tuttle, um, DJ Tut. He is the reason why I got so into live, live streaming. Um, he runs this show called banana camp, Ooh, the banana okay. camp show. And for the, the longest time, like he's been a successful DJ. Um, but he also works really hard traveling the world for some company that he works for. Um, he's taken all that money and invested it back into his artistry. So he's a producer, he's a DJ, he's got, um, you know, he knows how to spin on vinyl. He knows how to work drum machines, play piano. He's like an alien, you know, he does it all. And it wasn't until I realized that he was doing these shows that I wanted to be a part of it. I was like, dude, you're super cool. I love what you're doing. What can I do to be a camera operator for you or take pictures for your show? Or like, just, I want to show you support, undying support, unpaid work. I don't care. I just want to help. And and through that, we built a relationship of just like a love for music. And, and it was nice for him to have a volunteer that actually knows a thing or two about computers to kind of dive in with him. And, and through that, eventually he decided that he wanted to sell his, his big, he had like this giant gaming PC with, um, like it has direct input. So you can HDMI from a DSLR camera to a computer. Wow. He wanted to sell that so that he could buy two Mac minis. And he has this giant broadcasting box now that has like 
eight different <laughs> buttons. You can switch between cameras. It plugs directly into uh, a modem so you get direct connection. And then it also uses Wi-Fi so you don't ever lose connection. And then how to take what? that, put it into streaming services and create a show. So then he plugged in, you know, his CDJs and his vinyl players and would have guest DJs that have, you know, some some credit and some good skills to come on and show off. And he was like, hey, what's everybody? What's up, everybody? I'm David uh, Pierce Tuttle of, you know, Banana Camp Show. And today we've got a great show for you. And there was just some magic to it, to be standing behind him, behind the cameras, watching it all go down and seeing how people digest it. Because it would also be like sometimes parties. We'd have people come over um, and, you know, they'd have drinks and they'd be dancing. So we'd have people in there kind of boiler room style. And it was just like it was so wholesome to me. I was like, this is a community I can get behind. Well, he sold that computer and I was the person that bought it. So... Yes. That's where I started like, <laughs> yeah, man, like I, I needed a computer for graphic design and stuff like that. But it just had this capture card in it. So I was like, sure, like, let's see if I can plug my camera into it. And it worked. And like now it's like, OK, this is cool. So I had to get a controller. I bought the controller. Awesome. I had to get an interface so that I could direct audio in. And I did that. And now it's like, what can I do with that same concept that he was doing to make it our own thing? So um, my girlfriend and I, she's a great painter, photographer. She does a lot of artsy stuff. Um, I was like, how could I get her involved? How can we all do this? So we put on <laughs> wigs and we took all of our house plants. We moved them into the kitchen and onto the counters. And then we set up the new RGB lights and a fog machine. And like, like I'm wearing these psychedelic glasses. I didn't really look like myself in it. And we, we call that space jungle. And like, we you know, for, for an hour and a half until Facebook Live kicked us off, you know, like privacy issues or whatever it is, uh, the... Uh, the issues of uh, getting your content on there, playing other people's songs, like they kick us off. So like we went as long as we could mm -hmm. and had a blast with it. So I think that um, getting creative with the live stream is so important because right now there's a lot of bedroom DJs uh, trying their best. And I'm not saying they're bad at mixing, but it, it can be very difficult watching somebody mix in their bedroom if they don't have direct audio. I think that's the number one thing that um, a DJ mm -hmm. live stream should have. People come to your, even if they're not watching your stream, they're trying to listen to your stream. Direct and audio is so important because otherwise you're getting the whole reverb of the room. There's no bass in it or there's too much bass and there's no treble. Like you need the mix. It's all about the mix. And when you're a DJ, you shouldn't be throwing your speakers in the red. That's a, such a big thing is if you if, if your equipment is showing red on there, you should probably turn it down a little bit. So it's not doing that. And and there's all these like basic fundamentals <laughs> of DJing that people should maybe spend a little bit of time. And I'm not saying everybody, there's a lot of really good live streams out there. They're killing it right now. But if you're somebody that wants to learn how to get on that level, that's my first tip is, is learning how to go directly out of your mixer into your phone or into your computer. And there's two different ways to do that. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of You're With The DJ. We really enjoyed this interview with Travis as well as the rest to come from him. For those of you artists out there wanting to submit a mix for air for the Fade In Friday show, go ahead and shoot us an email at demo at fadeinnetwork.com. Again, that's demo, D-E-M-O, at fadeinnetwork.com. Thank you for taking time out of your day to share in the love of music. Until next time.